Welcome to Living Life as a Visual Thinker. I'm Betty Fetter, and I want to share what it means to be a visual thinker. We'll find out how it affects us at school and on the job, and we'll share success stories from visual thinkers, young and old. Today, I want to talk about helping our visual kids with their homework. And, you know, there's a good and a bad in that. Mostly, I don't know about you, but I'm a grown-up and I don't want to do homework anymore. It was bad enough when I was a kid. But I have to admit, there's times when I hear it's, you know, my grandson needs help with some homework or it's just homework time. And I think, oh my God, please, I don't want it to be me. But our visual kids have got to have help with their homework. And it's not about doing their homework for them. It's about setting it up so they're going to be able to do it themselves and do it effectively. And you know, one of the big things, you might not be the right person to do the homework, but you're going to have to find out who can. You know, once in a while, I when I'm on the road and I'm speaking and people would come and ask for some advice, and I've heard stories like, you know, when my husband helps my son with this reading or he reads to him, he ends up yelling at him and then there's yelling and there's crying and then there's, you know, and I feel bad and I'm not sure what to do. And I would say the first thing is your husband shouldn't be reading with him anymore or ever again. You know, homework is for visual kids. They're already really vulnerable from some of their experiences in school and their struggles. And if we're going to come to that place of homework, and we're going to be their trusted liaison or their helper, it's got to be a safe place. And it's got to be a place where they can get the support they need. But no worries about being shamed or doing it wrong or that they're frustrated. So that place of trust and encouragement and um, like, you know, you're going to just be the person to help me translate or figure out how do I do this? You know, first I'd wonder, what is so hard about a visual kid doing homework than anybody else? And and it's mostly that when the kids are in school, there's a certain way they're learning things. And some of that is really contrary to how they think naturally. So when you come home and you're going to do homework, if you already spent eight hours in the classroom doing things that you were really struggling with, oh goody, I get to do two or three more hours of that kind of misery again when I get home. That's a long day of of operating, uh, you know, kind of with your handicap on the wrong side of your head. And it's really scary to think, or I shouldn't say scary, but there are times when we can look at visual kids and think, oh my God, they're just doing this to drive me crazy. Or, you know, they're manipulating things so that they don't have to do their homework or they're stalling that might be in there from time to time. But that's not the main problem. The problem is that there is a real genuine struggle. I mean, it's very real. And there's, again, you spent all day doing this stuff that wasn't coming easily to you or naturally to you and and to do more I'm gonna stall and try to find a way to get out of it if I kid and so we've got to just really recognize there's a real struggle but we can really move the needle you know we can really change 
this whole attitude about homework, but even about learning by some things that we can do at home as that, you know, kind of the helper. So the bottom line, the key to effectiveness, I really believe is understanding that some of these things are just genuinely difficult for them and to understand what what is so hard about it. What What's the piece that's making this difficult? Because then that's the piece we can shift or change so it all becomes a better experience and, and they're going to learn something. So I've got some very specific things that we can do to, you know, get our heads in the right place about being that homework helper. So the first one I would say is we're going to adjust our expectations. One of the main expectations is it's your homework. Go do it and do it independently. Be go be off with you, get it done, come back, tell me when you're done. And yeah, that's that's would be great, but that's not what's going to happen with a visual kid. You know, our goal is, of course, for our children to operate independently, but our visual kids aren't always able to to organize their work the way some kids can. They're not always able to um, stay on task or to. Um, kind of tune out the distractions. They might not even know how to pick the right quiet place to do their work. And so, you know, once you, but, you know, if you get a system in place, like you have that, here's where homework's going to happen, and you're sure that it's a quiet space for them, and you help them organize it, you know, pull out the work, look over the list, what is going to need to get done, help them prioritize it, what's going to happen first, and what's going to happen second. And the more you do that kind of organizing or support work for them, then they can just relax and kind of get on with doing it. But again, just adjust your expectation. They're going to need it. And it's fair that they need it. And it's a really simple thing to do, which is going to make it so much more effective and more peaceful for everybody. Now, our second thought is we need to be that bridge. You know, there may be certain subjects where you're kind of shifting things in the way that they're thinking and that the way they're operating. And so, you know, when they get home, they've been in school all day long, you know, okay, some good stuff, some hard stuff. But if you said right when they walk in the door, okay, boom, homework time, you know, we might have to help them transition a little bit. So what we want to do is help them shift, take a break, um, have their snack, um, talk about the day, just kind of, it's kind of like inviting them into homework in a different way. You know, not just it's there and it has to get done, just do it, but it's kind of make it fun. Make it something they want to do. Make, put everything around it as this positive, good thing that's going to happen. And the more we can set it up that way for them, the more willing and open we're going to be going into it. Third, we're going to help translate. This is so important. You know, a lot of the resistance that our kids feel about doing homework is that 
they have to do just the same thing they did all day long. They were already frustrated all day long. You know, if they're having trouble in math and they were just really struggling to understand what was going on in the classroom and then they get to come home and by themselves they get to pull out a bunch of math problems or worksheet and oh good I get to do more of something that I do not understand you know nobody want that this isn't sounding good for anybody so part of it is is we have to figure out how to make those left brain assignments more right brain friendly or how do we um, reinterpret what happens so if they are in a unit in math that they're really struggling with how do we approach it a different way at home you know the purpose of homework is to kind of practice and kind of become more adept with certain skills or some information that's being learned at school. So we practice a little bit at home and and we learn it. You know, we just get better at it. But with visual kids, what we may need to do is kind of have to reinterpret so we can see what they were learning during the day. But if we see that there's a real gap of understanding or a real frustration, then that's a great indicator to pause and kind of, it's not like reteaching it. You don't need to do the teacher's job, but find that place of what they're not understanding so that you can. You know, math is a great example. If they've been doing worksheets all day long and but they don't understand the basic concept behind fractions or behind, you know, multiplication. There's so many ways that you can do the first couple of problems with them to make sure they even understand the concept. And then once they've done that kind of homework, they start thinking, whoa, when I do this stuff at home, I get the kind of understanding that's actually going to make it go better for me in the classroom. So homework becomes kind of this custom kind of a tutorial time that's very different than, you know, just slog out the answers to a couple of problems. It can really, you know, break the code on on what needs to happen differently for them for learning to be effective. You know, this is really big in writing assignments. I know for my children that, you know, in, were visual kids and my grandson, writing is always a challenge and he does much better at home than he does at school just because we can put a little space around it and I give him a couple of prompts just to help him organize all his thoughts. You know, visual kids have so much going on in their head that when it's in the classroom and it's like, you know, whip out this essay or write this paper, they can get kind of overwhelmed. So there's a lot of techniques we can do. And, you know, I have a lot of these on the blog of how to write an essay or how to organize um, even like learning vocabulary words and some other kinds of strategies that will help those be more effective. But these are the perfect kinds of things to do during homework time. You know, one of our other thoughts is sooner than later. Now, again, you don't want kids to just walk in the door and bam, sit down. You got to do your homework. You want to give them a little bit of transition, those cookies out of the oven. We just know we're all at home just hanging out all day waiting for our kids to come home <laughs> making snacks. But um, once we do get it, we do want to do homework as soon as we can. 
um, because, man, when you get into dinner time and later in the day, you know, our families today are so overscheduled, overbooked, so many expectations. And to make it easier for you and your evening routines, we have got to do the homework sooner in the day than better. Part of it is that they're a little perkier and, and, and ready to get back at it. But it's also, it let them get it done so they can go play. They can do their art. They can do their music. They can just have some downtime. They can watch a movie. You know, our official kids have been in the classroom all day long. And for the most part, they don't include art class and they don't include the music and the art and the creative outlet that our visual kids need. So we need to get our homework done, get it done effectively, but we need time to be a visual person. We need to make some stuff or build some stuff or get back to that project we've been working on at home. And so get the homework done so we can get the rest of our body and our mind let it have some fun. We need some fun for our kids. Also, uh, you know, I would say be present. And I kind of want to, you know, like when you're going to help your child with homework or you're kind of supervising, even from a distance that you're supervising, you want to give yourself a break too. You know, as parents, you are so busy and there is so much going on. But you have to also, you know, it's not fair for your child that you're doing 12 things, but it's not fair for you, you know, to, to try to supervise homework while you're making dinner. Um, you know, the marching band is in the living room. There's just 20 other activities going on. And then there's the real crunch of it's evening. It's almost bedtime, showers, baths, What? ever else. And not to mention, you're exhausted. You've had a long, busy day, and maybe you have your own homework that still needs to happen. So with as much as there is to do, and as early as you can, and as present as you could be. And part of that being present, who else could help? You know, is there someone else? Could it be done at their after-school program, or is there a family member nearby? But, you know, how else can this happen that'll give you some help and your child the help that they need? And you know, last but not least, for that uh, dad who is yelling at this poor child when he's reading, dad is clearly not the person to help with reading. And that's okay. You know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, if we can't be that person that has that patience or understanding of where that visual, you know, kid is at, then we probably shouldn't be that helper. You know, for me, I remember with my own kids, I did everything. I mean, I was comfortable in all these areas, but you know, I knew from early on, I would never be the one to help them learn how to drive. There is no way. I mean, I was holding onto the side of the car with adult friends of mine. And so I had this sort of instinctive thing like when it comes time to driving, it is so not going to be me. Fortunately, my husband has the patience of a saint and just was so encouraging and perfect for the job. So we had it covered. 
And he was not always the homework person because he um, it, he almost trusted him too much. Like, okay, you did your homework. Great. Okay, everything is done. And so, you know, you have to kind of be willing to get in there and see what really is there and to do that follow through. But it has to be really positive. And if it's not you, you shouldn't do it and you shouldn't make yourself do it. And so maybe there's um, a family member, you know, as grandma, as grandma, I am sometimes um, around in the afternoon when my grandson is there. And so sometimes I can help or there's another member of the family who's around after school and, and we try to help do some of it in the afternoon if we're around so that there's less pressure in the evenings with the rest of their family. But um, they're even at schools, they sometimes have tutoring programs. If you contact your school, they might have tutoring. They even have volunteers at some schools where other grandparents or, you know, people want to, you know, help and volunteer that way. There may be um, in the aftercare program your kids are in. But even then, you never want to just leave it that, oh, they did their homework with aftercare. Uh, how well did they do? And does the aftercare understand what your visual child needs when it comes to doing homework? And so, you know, you can look for that homework support, but make sure it's the right homework support. You don't need somebody else yelling at your kid because, you know, they're frustrated or they don't understand a visual learner. So sadly, that kind of circled back around to sounding like you still have to do it all yourself. <laughs> but I don't mean it that way. What I mean, though, is that you need to um, really choose who is going to be that person for your child. And if it's you, great. How do we set up a schedule and an you know, kind of organize the whole thing so that it's going to work for you and them. And if it's not you, who can it be that really understands your child and the way they think and the way they need? But, you know, um, on my blog, I have um, a piece, 19 ways to make homework a breeze. And I get a lot more detailed about some of those specific Things in there like, you know, the math and how to do their vocabulary words or, um, you know, using manipulatives for math or tips on writing essays. And so, again, at the blog, there's some more very specific information. But most of all, I just want to encourage you that our visual kids are going to need some help. And it's not about doing their homework and it's not about nagging them. It's about inviting them into kind of a a different approach, a positive time after school to kind of think about what did they learn? What are they going to practice? What could you help clarify? And that it just kind of can seal up that day as a win-win for them and for what they're learning. So again, lots more information on the blog, bettyfetter.com and I'm really glad you came today and just kind of kind of watch tonight as you're doing homework. How's it going? What could you do more of? What could you do less of? Where do you need some help? Send me an email. I'd love to help. And we'll talk soon.